Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Couple Fine Spot. Today we have genuinely one of my favorite people. I've said that one time before, and then I followed up with, I say that every episode, but here we go. But no, seriously, today we got Pete McDermott. He's fucking dope. There's a lot of shit going on in the studio. It's okay. As as you probably saw, we had about a 12-minute conversation. That was super cut into whatever it ends up at. Holy crap. This is going to be learned, a good one. We learned a lot about Canada. Yeah, we learned, and hopefully you learned a lot about Canada. But I want to start yeah. out by just letting Pete fucking introduce himself to you, and then we'll get possibly back into Canada or possibly, into maybe. something else because he seems to have a lot of knowledge. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. First off, I want to say I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I've listened to this podcast multiple, multiple times, and I want also, to kind of brick. I do want to point out this is very last second. I know oh, this guy <laughs> stepped off. This is very last second. I'm, uh, but I want to say I'm a, I'm a big fan of this podcast and the conspiracy theories and stuff that you guys cover. So I'm full on board. I wanted to kind of bring my own little twist to to what you guys do and cover, kind of bring stuff like back down to earth. Uh, but besides that, yeah, uh, I'm super pumped to be on here. Uh, we were talking a lot about Canada and like the laws of other countries and like how you can essentially claim land in other countries. And it's just like, that's the rule. Um, you just got to like fight it in court. Uh, but yeah, besides that, uh, I'm an actor and musician, dude. Uh, I'm on Spotify, Peter McDermott Music. Um, so we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing a conspiracy theory that focuses mainly on one of my heroes of music, which is, uh, Elvis Presley. And I really, this is, this is one of my favorite conspiracy theories because it's wild until you hear about it. And then you're like, I could buy into this. Oh, it's, 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 listen. If none of you guys have ever heard that Elvis is not dead conspiracy theory, I have opinions to change your mind. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, J-Mac and I touched on it once. Yeah. And it wasn't a long conversation. It was just sort of a... Conversation. A, a quick little snippet of an episode. But also, oh. I was the one who was like, no fucking way. No shot. So you already have college. Oh, knowing, oh, buddy. Knowing you, knowing you, you will definitely change my mind. But I've I, I've been a kid since I like since I've been a kid. I've I've been convinced. Not by like my parents, not by one. anybody, but through my own research, I'm like, Elvis is just not dead. He just didn't so, die. So let's start out. Where is he? So a lot of people think he became uh a preacher in Arkansas. So a lot of people believe that he became a preacher named Joyce. It's like Joyce Covered or Joyce, uh, Bob Joyce, Bob Joyce. So Bob Joyce is a like Bible belt, evangelical preacher. He's one of those like old classic dudes who gets up on a pulpit in front of like a bunch of TVs. And he's like, this is how I feel the Lord sings to me. And so theorists are like, that's, that's Elvis. Because he does a lot of things where they call like vocal expression or evangelical expression. 
And did, he did Elvis out do that? Is Elvis known for that? Well, so so this is the whole thing with Elvis. So Elvis has won three Grammys. Okay. None of them are for rock and roll music. They're all really? for gospel. Oh, but what gospel does Elvis have? So gospel, so Elvis learned how to sing music within the gospel churches down in Memphis, Tennessee. That's how he first learned how to sing. He was taught by a gospel preacher how to sing and use his diaphragm to project his voice. So his voice, like Whitney Houston, like Tina Turner, like a bunch of other uh, artists, was he was brought up in a gospel church, in a Methodist church. And was learned how to sing to praise God. So they were all saying that Bob Joyce, this evangelical preacher in the late 70s, right after Elvis Presley died out of Arkansas, right by Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. He looks like Elvis. He sounds like Elvis. He does a lot of the Elvis, like, they would say, uh, well, they said rejuvenationals. So rejuvenationals are like these periods where you'd be like, Hey, hey, everybody, get up. Hey, everybody, get up on the seat. Like, hey, come hey on, everybody, get up. Get come, up. On. Come, on. come on, come on, come on. Yeah, exactly. All of that. Come on, everybody. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, those are rejuvenationals. That's to get, literally, it's to rejuvenize the crowd and to get the crowd to stand up. And they said, isn't this weird? We've got a guy who's an evangelical preacher in the 70s coming out of Arkansas. The guy's name is Bob Joyce. He's got long hair. He's wearing sunglasses all the time. He's got these big, bright outfits. And we're like, we don't. And here's the thing. Bob Joyce, no one knows where he comes from in Arkansas. He just says, says, I'm a southern preacher from Arkansas. No one knows where he comes from. So a witness protection program written all over it. Exactly. So he comes singing his sermon voice and he starts starts saying like i've seen the light amen amen and he starts leading them out of their seats and and they said it's electrifying like he starts moving his hips he starts using his hands he starts doing all the things that elvis when he was a kid started doing so when elvis when he was first coming out of of tennessee they blocked him from the airways from using his hips from using his hands oh that's right Exactly. So Bob Joyce. You know so much about Elvis. I'm just fascinated. I'm like, he's such he's much. such a fascinating creature. Well, yeah, so, they labeled it like it was like too excessive. It's like not people aren't ready to see you do this stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They were like it's it's That's demonic. It. Yeah, they're like it's demonic. It's demonic. He's shaking his hips far too much. He's trying to possess the crowd. This is way too sexy. Exactly, exactly. So they were like, what better way than to put somebody like Bob Joyce behind a pulpit? And they said Bob Joyce was known for humping, literally humping the pulpit. Bob Joyce would literally take the pulpit and hump it as he would be singing the sermons. So like, what other guys that's an Elvis? However, this is, this is not convincing enough, right? They're like, okay, so a preacher has similarities to Elvis. I'm going to get into the black helicopter and the pastor. So this is, this is my favorite stuff. This is the stuff that convinces people that Elvis, he's alive. I mean, he's alive. People thought he was in Bermuda. People thought he was in the Bahamas. So on the day that Elvis died. Oh yeah. I mean, he's basically just Jimmy Buffett, but just, you know, 
10 times better. I love, listen, I love Jimmy Buffett. I grew up with Parrothead. But now I learning the death of the king and then learning that he's still alive, it's fantastic. So, okay, so he's in Bermuda, Bahamas. So he's in, come on, some, tell me, Mama. Exactly. Ooh, so, exactly. So, there was a book from, I believe it was uh, Gail Brewer Gregorio. So, Gail Brewer Gregorio was a former mafia member. And he said, it's not a matter of whether or not Elvis is alive. He said, Elvis is alive. He said, I can tell you where he is. We, he said, essentially what was going down is that, ma- that like John F. Kennedy, Elvis owed money to the mob. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, baby. Buddy, buddy. All of these people. So think about it. If you look at the, the period of like 1960 to about 1975, there was over 12 people who were famous who were murdered. Yes. So, so the quotations. So, you have people like Fred Hampton. You had people like Muhammad, uh, uh, um, Malcolm X. You have people like Martin Luther King. You have people like John F. Kennedy. Right. All those people who mysteriously died, but they're all political figures. You can kind of excuse that. But then you also had people like Jimi Hendrix. You also had people like Janis Joplin. You also had people like Jim Morrison. You also have people like Elvis Presley who died during that period. You also have, you also have, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, Nonetheless, you have a period of people being murdered within this period and dying under suspicious circumstances. Like, no one cannot. The toilet from a heart attack. And also, it's the period where the 27 Club came from with the White Lakers. Yup. <laughs> right, right. Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin. Uh, but then you also have Elvis Presley, who died during that period. And you also have Brian Jones, who died from that period from the Rolling Stones. Brian Jones is the other person I was looking for. All of them died from mysterious circumstances. You also have, like, the woman from the Mamas and the Papas, who died from mysterious circumstances. And it was at the period where they were like, drugs exploding. We can lace this stuff with fentanyl or other stuff that gets into overdose quickly. Or very simply, where you had uh, JFK, which famously was like covered with the magic bullet theory, where he had seven, seven exit wounds, but he had one bullet coming into him. Yep. Stuff like that, where you had a majority of people just being murdered during this period where they were like, we don't know what happened to them. Exactly. Where we where the where there was a gaps of time where people just go, "Wow, isn't this crazy? People don't know how these people got murdered. We control the information. We can let this out accordingly." So you have someone like Elvis, who is the the figure of the counterculture. He's the guy that inspires the Beatles. He's the guy that inspires the hippie revolution. He's the guy that inspires rock and roll to be in. And he dies. Now, how does he come to come to power to begin with? Who is the only people who can funnel the money into him at the same time that they're like, we don't want this to happen. We want to keep this repressed. It's the mafia. 
The mafia put John F. Kennedy into power. They put them into the presidency. And Elvis is was made by the mafia. Wow. Who can we cash off of from thousands to millions of dollars from concerts, performances that no one will ever know because he's a huge Hollywood artist? President. And they kept saying, they kept saying, Elvis will lead kids to booze. He'll lead them to drugs. He leads them to sex before marriage. Who owns all of those at that point in the 60s? Jesus Christ. The mafia. Yeah. The mafia owns. I don't mean Jesus Christ. But no, no, no. So much sense. But so this guy. I don't know. I guess so. This is by mafia movies, but like, well, why does the mafia really want to push? Why would they ever? Well, I guess they want to push the effects of Elvis. If they have a cash cow where they can have no ties to them, we're we're on two total different. If they're if they're putting Elvis Presley on a shelf, they're the ones funding him. They're the one giving him Mm -hmm. to make him the way he is. Now Mm -hmm. he gets to a point where they're he is giving them money. Look, yeah, I mean, there are, that's the whole deal. There are no ties that. back to them. I just, I mean, like, why Elvis? That's not like... Because he can get the gospel audience. Because he yeah. was raised in and a I gospel they're taking, crowd. They're taking money either way. True. No, but think about it, too. You have, you have jazz music at that point. You have jazz music selling drugs and alcohol within New York within the 60s. You yeah. have... You have the hippies selling drugs, mainly drugs, and alcohol and that type of free love lifestyle within California. But who's the main guy that everybody comes back to as a primary influence? The Beatles, the Mamas and the Papas, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, all of them still come back to Elvis. Elvis is the primary guy that everybody comes back to. He's the first point of entry into within to everything because he was singing gospel songs and singing rock and roll songs. So he went into every religious household oh and every God. non-religious household. And they just said, let's fill him with what we know. A guy who can sing well, shake his hips, be sexual, preach this kind of like sexual movement. And then we get them into speakeasies, we get them into bars, we get them sneaking into clubs, we get them doing all this stuff because they might see Elvis Presley. So, so this this is the best quote I've ever heard on Elvis, and this is what this is this is the thing that leads me with the mafia is is essentially they're not working against Elvis, but they're pitching him up. They're like, this is a really good kid. He's good at what he does. He's a good musician. Let's try to make him a star, and then we can profit off of it. This guy, Brewer Gregorio. So Brewer Gregorio goes, do I know if Elvis is alive today? No, I don't. But I know he didn't die on the 16th of August. I know he didn't die in that motherfucking toilet. Oh, my God. Not oh, my God. Maybe now this just, is a guy. Maybe that's as a resident of Bunker, just his friend being like, like Mac, Mac Miller's physically dead, but if you had to make a comment about Mac Miller, be like, no, he still lives on through music. So maybe this guy was like, 
Is, did Elvis die on the 16th? Like everyone forgot about him. He's officially dead. No. Well, because his music lives on and it continues to for certain groups of people now today, but throughout history, after he died, he only got bigger. You could say that, but maybe his buddy was just like, does it die? No. See, this is the thing. So, where's a lot the, of people. Here's the thing. <laughs> so, a lot of people believe that that Elvis was like, he died, he died. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, he died in a toilet. Well, he died of a heart attack. That's the whole thing, right? But days before his disappearance, there's black helicopters coming in and out of Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, this is this is noted by The Sun, which is one of, like, Memphis's, like, key news outlets at the time. They kept saying that he, they thought he was recording a new album. They thought he was bringing in musicians to record at Graceland at his home studio. Yeah. But they said there's six different helicopters that pull up. And so um, they said that they, they believed that what happened was that these helicopters were picking up and bringing up stuff to his home in Bermuda, which he had a home in Bermuda at the time. And they were picking up his recording and musical equipment to go down to Bermuda to go live. You know, essentially, so six days consecutively before his death, they had six different black helicopters come to his home in Memphis, Tennessee. They believe they stopped down somewhere around Key West and then would go from Key West down to Bermuda. Now, well, this like is moving, the like moving is this things moving is shit. Yeah, essentially, is just shit. that's what I wanted to say, but you sound so fucking educated right now. The I've highest any of this. I thought it was just like, oh, oh, oh this is taking a shit. I thought it ended the, at that. No, so a lot so of people like the there is, is now a couple days before his death, Elvis moved all his shit out using black hel- six black helicopters to somewhere in Bermuda. Yeah, and is that where he is now? Is he even alive? How old would Elvis be? So they, they don't think Elvis is alive now. They think he died probably somewhere around, like, the early 2000s. Like, from natural causes or something? From, from natural causes. So they think he pretended to fake his death to escape the mob. Okay. So they were saying that, like, Bob Joyce, who's the Arkansas, uh, the Arkansas pastor, was trying to, like, front is Elvis and they were like is this Elvis or is this guy just fronting his Elvis they really believe it so a lot of the alivers or the people who believe that Elvis is alive they believe it's Elvis being transported from Bermuda to Arkansas to perform to perform once a week now this is the strangest thing this this is the thing Aside from Bob Joyce, aside from the black helicopters, aside from everything, is that they said there was a guy who was called Elliot, who was the groundskeeper at Graceland, where Elvis had his home. He was a ponytailed guy. He was a gray-haired groundsman, but he had long hair. Are you talking about the photo of the guy with, like, the sports jacket on, ball cap, sunglasses, white beard? Yes, I've seen that photo. And he was known, known to be like, I met Elvis several times. This is what he would tell you. 
this is this is what he'd tell you. He'd say, "This is all bullshit," or "This song, yeah, it was written about that person." I wouldn't tell you, but it was written about that person. Yeah. And they said they said he would know intimate details about Graceland, and he stopped working somewhere around the early two thousands. And they don't know why he stopped working. They can't trace it. He kept on saying every single time the people that would even come to Graceland, he said, "I'm retiring down to Bermuda." Mm-hmm. I've got a friend to go see in Key West. So they think the Elvis that is still alive, Ooh, or if he is, or might possibly be dead, is friends with Jimmy Buffett. Hey. If he's friends with Jimmy Buffett, he's admitted to him that essentially he's splitting time between here, Key West, and Bermuda. Now, that sounds like so much effort, though. It's, Why would he be a preacher in Arkansas if he could just live? Because think about it. Because think about it. If you're Elvis, right? You're Elvis. You've had a career from the late 50s to the, to the middle of the 70s. And you've been a star filling stadiums throughout all of that time. Are you going to give that up? Are you no. going to give all that up? No. No. But if but if you're a gospel artist, right? Like a guy like Elvis, right, who believes he's praising God, he he he's won he's won three Grammys on behalf of God and gospel music, but has won no Grammys for rock and roll. And he goes, I can fill churches with gospel music with a similar timbre, similar tone. All I've got to do is dye my hair, put on a different set of glasses. I could fill up arenas. Just saying. You gonna stop filling up arenas? If you faked your own death to escape the mob, I don't know in my head that that's just me. I wouldn't fill up arenas. I mean, but if if you just dye your hair and put on a different pair of sunglasses and you're escaping the mob and you're filling arenas, that is. But if you're going, if you're going to a church loving state and you are now protected by a community of gospel worshiping jesus worshiping people who see you as a a god for your people you are the preacher of their church and you live in this small little town yeah there is not a single person who will not make sure your ass is safe i guess not to mention, he probably lived Dude, in like, the preacher house that they had right next to the church. Because if you are a pastor, there is a yeah, literally free taxed housing for you right next to your place. Do you guys want to hear the craziest theory I've got? Yeah. Was that not the craziest theory you got? This is not the craziest theory I've got. I promise. And Elvis you. is still alive and living in Bermuda. No. Traveling to Arkansas Al- to do gospel sessions and fill stadiums. That's oh. not the craziest theory. That is not the craziest theory. Elvis was in the movie Home Alone. No fucking way. Yes. Yes. So this is this is what I'm telling you, man. And I believe, and this this is the thing I like to admit to my friends. I believe more of this than I don't. Okay. I believe more of this like, than I don't. Where in Home Alone did the real Elvis come? So there's a scene where Catherine O'Hara, the woman from uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. She's with an Who airline is? employee. Yeah. And she's trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and she's like trying to return to her son. So yeah. um, she's on Is the airplane. The band, the band picks her up right around there. Well, yeah, she's arguing with the the desk person, and then if you Bobby. look, there's a bearded character in sports coke and a turtleneck, okay. and he's impatient and he's sitting in the background. He's tapping his foot, and there's a a song playing. It's an Elvis Presley song, and he's so tapping they, his hand. He's tapping his foot, and they're like, "That's weird that we're using, you know, an Elvis Presley song for this." We were breaking a lot. And, a, and instead of when you have a camera that focuses, right? You focus on the main character or you focus on the subject that they're going towards. So like the object that they have or the main character themselves, it focuses on that background character. Get out of here. Yeah, it focuses and it zooms in slowly on that background character. And so they have all this stuff that says, like, um, Kevin, Mescal- Kevin McAllister spells out, I am Elvis, right before that scene and the scene before. All that bullshit. But they keep asking the director, whose name is ironically Chris Columbus. They keep, they keep asking him, oh, I met Chris Columbus once. He's a very nice man. So I met him while he was directing the Christmas Chronicles. I was a runner for the studio at the time, and he was awesome. And I asked him about this question, and he goes, I have no comment. Um, and he what was so cool. Remark. He was just like, he was so cool. I was like, so did you shoot Elvis? And he goes, I've got no comment, man. And that was it. It's like, he just walked away. So I assume, right, he didn't shoot oh, Elvis. But if he did, but that's, that's the like, best way to, that's the best way to answer. That's the, because you, you're giving no inclination whatsoever. Exactly. Just, I don't know. So I met Chris Columbus hands-on, and I asked him about the Home Alone comment. I was like, I'm a big Elvis Presley fan. I was like, I heard you shot Elvis one time. And he goes, huh. And he, like, shook his head laughing. I was like, ha, ha, So oh, I no, shot him. This motherfucker got me, but I'm not going to say it. And he goes, he goes, uh, people, people want to know. And he goes, that was a good time. <laughs> and he was, I was like, you didn't answer my question. He goes, I will, and then I never will. He's like, I never will answer that question. I was like, that's that's great. I mean, but so think about it too. Like, James, you like you know, is that if you're working on set, a cinematographer says, I want to focus in on something. Why is somebody focusing in on this guy with a beard who's tapping long to Elvis Presley song? It's you're like, oh, it's a guy focusing in on Elvis Presley song. He's just trying to focus around. But you've got Catherine O'Hara, and this is an hour and a half into the film. And you go, why are you focusing into this random guy? an hour and a half into the film. It's not even to, like, set the scene. It's There's nothing to do with it. Oh, wow. And the theory is that it's Elvis Presley with a beard. Exactly. What better way to... And you don't even want to... You don't even want to know where they were filming that scene. Guess where they were filming that scene. It has to be Arkansas. It was in in Florida. Where he was in Key West. All I'm saying is that is that not only was Elvis alive at one point and he p- pretended to fake his death, is that Elvis was alive and was saying to everybody, he's like, hey, I'm going to pretend to be this preacher. I'm going to pretend to be this dude. I'm going to 
I'm going to fly from the Bahamas or from Key West every week to pretend to be a preacher at some other place with a wig and a getup. And none of you are going to notice. That's the secret of Elvis Presley. The mob got their money. They said, hey, you've made us a lot of money with alcohol, with, you know, drugs, because he had, he was the first artist to ever have a famous drug addiction. And they admitted it. Mm. He, think about it. But think about it at that time. It's like, what other artist before him would have had a, a drug addiction? Because when the papers were printing out, Jimi Hendrix died of alcoholism. So did Janis Joplin. So did Jim Morrison. So did Brian Jones. The first artist to ever be admitted of having a drug addiction was Elvis Presley. Oh, damn. Boom. Ooh. Wait. Do you think that because on that drug addiction death line, do you think that the conspiracy behind Michael Jackson faking his death with the overdose that his doctor prescribed of sleeping pills... Michael Jackson was well-known addicted to sleeping pills or downers, per se. Mm. That because He also wrote a note to his family saying, they are trying to kill me. They know I know too much. They are coming after me. And well, you're now suggesting that Michael Jackson is hanging out with fucking... Well, no. If, if it does relate to that the doctor he had was his lifetime doctor for his stardom the moment he was a star to the second he died a star he had the same doctor i'm pretty sure so why wouldn't that guy cover up for him if if there was someone to take a fall for the for the most famous pop star we've ever known at the time to just slowly slip away into the darkness so michael jackson and well, because people think that Michael Jackson possibly try to commit suicide. They think he tried to end his own life knowing that this would happen. That is true, too. But also, what about the man who literally bleached his own skin? The guy who went through so much plastic surgery that he almost looked like a different person. Why would he not put himself through the same exact thing to get away from everything that he fears? I don't know. A guy who was like... a guy who was tormented by fame, like Elvis Presley, was tormented. Right? Was, was. beloved. Was held that. close by people. Was embraced by his fans, but was tormented by fame. That's that's such an interesting point. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's a whole world of other things that people kept hinting at and going on that are fascinating to me. It's like Elvis, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Robin Williams, all Prince, all those people are the bottom of the barrel. And you want to know what all three of them alluded to? Well, so Elvis not being the only one, 
Elvis being the only one who didn't allude to it. But three of them all alluded to greater things at the cause of it. They referred to greater things. They referred to greater people that they weren't masters of their own domain. And all of them kept mentioning that within all of their own interviews. It's this is also wait, Peter. What do you in in the reference to the greater thing that they can't control? J Mac and I have talked a few times about the quote unquote deep state or Illuminati that controls. Do you think there was an underlying? tied to that or some sort of like hey there's a certain level of people who don't want us to keep doing what we're doing but we can't tell you how much we know because they watch everything i i I think the big thing is there's um there's tons of great documentaries that talk about it but there's tons of great different things that that focus on like the correlation between crime and government, like the overlap of it. Like J. Edgar Hoover employed the Hells Angels. And like, think about that. The head of the FBI employed one of the top, what what somebody would call like a gang or whatever it is. He employed a gang to spy on other people. So when you think about that, you have groups of of people with great resources and great demands focusing on on different areas of interest with a biker club mm-hmm. a, a physical association of people and he employed them he would employ informants I, people want to call it the deep state people want to call things you know illuminati or whatever I, it's people with money it's, oh yeah, it's Elvis it's, it's it's always just Elvis EQ. It's people with money trying to bring other people down. Oh yes, I mean that's what makes the world go around. Boom, that's a bar. If either <laughs> of you, if either of you have not read Agent of Chaos, I know it's like a typical Joe Rogan book. Agent of Chaos shows you what like people are able to do. Agent of Chaos is the majority of crimes that happened in 1960, they're all connected by one guy. One guy through the FBI's career and character profile program. He went through and was just focusing on different people. So think about it. If you go through a, a profiling program and you look at someone like Elvis Presley, who, whether or not you force it, if you're the FBI, or if it just happens out of mere consequence, and you contact him halfway through, he's a guy who's in the public atmosphere. And you say, listen, Elvis, you're, you're doing too many shows. We, we need you to keep going. It's going to be hard, but we've got these special things for you. We've got 
these special things for you they can keep you going he goes oh, I, I don't know what those are and he goes I, I, I don't know what those are and he just goes I, I'll just take them and Elvis just takes a hit takes two hits and he goes Ooh, I'm ready to go play in Tallahassee tonight and go play in Texarkana tomorrow <laughs> and then he goes play in bowls and he's electric in bowls and you start getting hooked on drugs, you start getting hooked on cocaine, you start getting hooked on heroin, and you start getting hooked on all these different drugs. You start baking it into who he is. There is it's amazing what you could do with just managers and people of influence. People that are around you who tell you what to do these certain things. And they just they don't they don't say you have to do this or you go. They just go, I think this can help. You know what? Jedger, I, think, I think if you do this one thing, that maybe the other thing that you want to do could possibly happen. J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI for a bunch of years, said that what is the most dangerous thing in the world? Not a man of intelligence, it's a man of influence. Ooh. And that is the perfect idea of Elvis. If you say to Elvis, you're a big boy, you're big in Tennessee, you're big in Kentucky, yeah, you're big around this area, you want to be big in the world? We'll just sign this paycheck and we can do whatever you want. And that's it. That's it. I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. That is really it. It's a guy who's willing to compliment his soul for the sake of becoming giant wow and elvis at that certain point i believe is right elvis he's a bible belt man he's raised in a bible belt family he's a dad who disappears halfway through when he's grown up and he's raised by a preacher essentially the only male figure he has in life is a preacher goes halfway through this descent into hell Surrendering his soul, surrendering his ideals, his all this stuff, you know, relig- pseudo religious shit. And then he comes into and he realizes, he goes, Oh my God. I've sold my soul to the devil. I want to get out. Oh, but he's fuck. with the mafia. Are you what he's got it? How do you know all this? I'm not, I'm not Elvis. I'm not Elvis. This is no longer, oh, I know because Bar Trivia. Yeah. What, how did you learn literally every second of Elvis's life? My, when I was growing up as a kid, the first thing I started to learn as a kid was Elvis songs. So that was the first thing my, my parents, so my one, my, my dad taught me Elvis songs because he loved Elvis. And my mom taught me Beatles songs because she loved the Beatles. And so I had two parents teaching me two different types of things. And then I realized that the Beatles were influenced by Elvis. Mm. And so I was like, who is this guy that died when I was before, like 20 years before I was born? Who is the, who, who is this random guy? And I started so you learning. Just, you just researched the shit out of him. I just researched the shit out of him. And then my, I, I had two parents who were like, regular you know everyday americans and then my dad goes my dad was a lawyer and he started researching and he goes it's not all you think about elvis 
I was like, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, it's not all you think. He's like, dig a little deeper. And I started digging a little deeper to understand Elvis. And he's like, well, there's questions around his death. And my dad always kept saying, he's like, it doesn't mean it's honest. It doesn't mean it's true, but it means that there's weird things that happen around his death. Like, if you guys have not done, there's so many great Americans conspiracy theories aside from, aside from the world. There's so many great conspiracy theories in the world of like where we are, who we are galactically, where our standing is among the globe, whether Atlantis is a city or not. But within America as itself, there's so many conspiracy theories that we've just been hidden. And to hear that from a guy who loves, like my dad's the regular, like, I love America. I love the place that I was born, blah, 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 all that shit. And he goes, but there's things they won't tell you. And they, I remember him telling that. And then I remember reading about the magic bullet theory in the John F. Kennedy assassination. Like the magic bullet theory where there was like, there's three entry wounds. But there's one exit room. And there was like, there's three entry wounds and one exit room. We're like, why? That doesn't make sense. It's not how bullets nope. work. Nope. Listen, I'll come back on any time to talk about any of my favorite Americans. Yes, please. Yeah, I think yes, he, please. I you uh, might be back to back. Oh, yeah. I like. I've never been this speechless on this podcast. Call so much. Call me back any time. I would love to come on. I love your guys' show. I love the theories you guys talk about. And it's important, man. It's weird. It's odd. Yeah, it's like I, it's like things people going, but now I'm going. It's things you wouldn't think about, but like think about it. If Elvis, who was the most popular man at the time, right? If if he died on a toilet, from a heart attack, <laughs> right? He died from a hoil- He died from a toilet on a heart attack. So you think? Elvis is he made Elvis. it so outlandishly ridiculous that people would just be like, "Oh, there's no way he killed himself." Elvis that's is the reason it's like, "Oh, it can't be suicide." It's so imagine, imagine if Kim Kardashian died tomorrow mm-hmm. on a toilet. If she died on a toilet tomorrow, <laughs> her her funeral would be televised on every major television screen in America. Oh, it'd be it'd be worldwide. It'd be worldwide because she's a worldwide figure. But she's also, done... media today is so different from media when I was I mean, This is what died. you want to think. It's not that different as you think. Dude, There's the same was, amount of celebrities that we've got. That's fine, but the way they broadcast it was a hundred percent different. There's more people watching a Kim Kardashian post than there are people watching Ed Sullivan to see how Elvis does. Yeah, because like I, I but there uh, but are I, more people who can tell you what season keeping up with the Kardashians and episode there is, and they can tell you what Bill Biden recently I'm, signed. Okay, I'm not. Oh, oh, that's that's by far. That, but I'm also not no. I'm saying here. like I'm just saying the way that like if Elvis and Kim Kardashian existed at the same time. Okay, like, media is so different in the sense that like even a fucking some lower tier celebrity died tomorrow someone you know would hear about it but at the time even though elvis was the biggest person in 
the fucking universe. Mm. Media was not as quick at getting the news out. So like, no. yeah, I agree no. there would no. be a lot. What do you mean, no? No, I, I, I think that media is not as quick as getting news, news out, but media gets that news out just the same. You know what I mean? Like no, it's Instagram. No, Instagram is digital, right? It's digital. It's instantary. It's it's uploaded within a second. Where Ed Sullivan, everybody gathered around the television at Ed Sullivan at Saturday night or Sunday night or Friday night, and they said we're going to watch Ed Sullivan to see who's the newest guy. That's why Rodney Dangerfield got famous, right? Rodney Dangerfield, who was one of the biggest comedians of the '80s, '90s, the 2000s, he was a and a like complimentary act for the 60s and the only reason why he's got famous with the ed sullivan show if you if the cup of pints pod get posted on the kim kardashian instagram page tomorrow oh blow no done it's done it's it's done it's instantary hold on it's instantary it's just it hold on it's instantary within a different time frame so yeah. it's just a matter of uh, instead of posting, it's in time of viewing. So think of it; it was within times of viewing, right? Okay. So it's not so instead of times of viewing on the television, it's within times of viewing on your your phone. Yeah, it's not the same, but it's pretty damn close. Hmm. That's food for thought. It's inch. It's- it's a very interesting concept. Yeah, well, you know, you're, you're, things. you're, you have I'm not people. Saying, oh, this isn't a lot. Just like I have to question it because that's what I think. Oh yeah, you have no, to. No, 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 no. You got to question this. This makes it, it makes it harder to, to combat it, man. I, I want, I want. But you also to just flooded it with thoughts. Like there's so much to digest here. There's, I'm, there's. Think about I'm it. Seriously, man. considering a part two, like because. This is our third episode today. So this comes out three weeks from now. Yeah. So maybe our fourth week once you're available and I'm available. Oh, I want to do this again with you guys. I want to do this again with Peter. I want to do this again with you guys. I'm still trying to comprehend it. Maybe it's because like at this point I'm a little fried. But a little bit I can't tell your eyes are kind of red. A little bit just like there's been a lot of but uh, think about it man think about it there's more people how he knows all this shit and knows pete and i've known pete for a while if we were to be like let's fact check pete it'd all be fucking correct yes somehow check check trying to get over that he's just saying things and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) there there are there are more people viewing a there are more people viewing a Barstool Sports Instagram post than there are people that were viewing the Insta- the Ed Sullivan show during the 60s. Yeah. Think about it. Like, each that also, per capita. That, like, ties into what I was trying to say. Like, it's a lot easier now. There's a lot more eyes on the fucking news. That was the whole point I was trying to make. Not, like... No, that's that's fair. That's completely fair. Like, that's... Yeah. This was damn. such a good fucking episode. Yeah, I think the part two is in order, but also we should wrap it up. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah we, we should wrap it up. Hour. Yeah, we got shit to do. Tomorrow. 
Listen, boys, bring me back anytime. I would love to be back oh, with you guys. Thank you so yeah, much. We'll, we'll hit you up very soon. You're in Brooklyn too, right? I'm in I'm in Queens, man. Astoria. We'll talk. I'll yeah, I'll come up to you guys. I'll come up to you guys, man. I'll I'll do a podcast anytime, anywhere. Let me know. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Peter. Of course. Thank you, guys. We'll talk very soon. Well, I'm still fucking Elvis is alive now. God. Elvis I is like, El- I feel like we need like a, just a very brief debrief. Elvis is alive. Oh, Elvis no. is alive. Elvis is alive and he's in the Bahamas. He's the or, or, of the Bahamas. or if he's not alive, he probably died during COVID. Like he's he, he was alive for the good majority of the 2000s. Okay. Oh, quick synopsis, just like he said. Plus, on top of that, do your own research because you could believe it. You could also not. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's safe to say I was dead on the shit. And this has been. Yeah, no, I'm fucking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's fine. The. It's been a couple signs, Pod. Oh my God, he already knows the outro. Oh, let's go! I've listened to this shit! <laughs> We're out. <laughs> yeah, baby. Pete, we love you so much. Oh.